Dungeons and Drimbus is rated R for rude language, rough violence, and raunchy humor. Today's episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. What if comparing car insurance rates was as easy as putting on your favorite podcast? With Progressive, it is. Just visit the Progressive website to quote with all the coverages you want. You'll see Progressive's direct rate, then their tool will provide options from other companies so you can compare. All you need to do is choose the rate and coverage you like. Quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Comparison rates not available in all states or situations. Prices vary based on how you buy. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Led through the mist by the milk-lighted moon All that was lost is revealed Our long bygone burdens Mere echoes of the spring But where have we come? And where shall it end? If dreams can't come true Then why not? Pretend how the gentle wind beckons through the leaves as autumn colors fall. Somewhere, lost in the clouded annals of history, lies a place that few have seen, a mysterious place called the unknown where long-forgotten stories are revealed to those who travel through the wood. The Wood of the Unknown is lit in light of golden mid-afternoon. How the gentle wind beckons through the leaves as autumn colors Dancing in a swirl of golden memories, the loveliest lies of all. The orange and yellow leaves scatter around you as they fall in the gentle breezes of autumn. You stroll along the main path of the woods, a dirt road with the footprints of years gone by, tracking the progress of wanderers and pilgrims who have come before. You take note of a hollowed tree with what appears at a glance to have an image carved into it. Welcome to the unknown. You're telling me they got to go back to listening to my DMing after this? (laughs) That was beautiful. Thanks. All right. So 
We find in the unknown several wanderers, pilgrims, if you will. Tell us about who we all are today. Would we like to start with uh, Nicholas Benetados? Which one? (laughs) (laughs) I'll say as played by Giancarlo Herrera. Waking up in a pile of leaves, you see a tall, muscular, six-foot-two man with messy, blonde uh, 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 hair. Six-three and a half. <laughs> <laughs> he pulls himself out of a pile of leaves. You see one large, muscular bicep, another, as he comes up out of it. He is in a black V-neck t-shirt, blue jeans. <laughs> With a coiffed hair to resemble Johnny Bravo. <laughs> he is wearing black aviators as his Halloween costume. And uh, as he wakes up, he goes, and he looks to the ground and sees um, his stage combat longsword that he had in the trunk of his car is just lying there. And he picks it up, but he looks around befuddled, but not expressing much just yet. And close by, in another pile of leaves, is Nicholas Benetados' fictional younger brother and jujitsu student, <laughs> Gus, an eight-year-old boy with an eye patch and a wooden sword that comes running over and doesn't know where he is, but also doesn't care because he sees Nikki B. Gus, what are you doing here? Arg! And he like puts his wooden sword out. He's like, you promised you would play Pyrus with me. Is it time? I told you I was going to the lingerie party with my dad. Yeah, the laundry party. That's why I brought the rags. The laundry party, right? right, Where are we? I don't know. I just was following you because you said you were going to the laundry party and that sounded cool and none of my friends wanted to go trick-or-treating. I was in a car. Were you chasing me down the street? I was doing what pirates do. You were getting after that booty. The treasure? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, me too. Okay. Um, and <laughs> Nick Benetonos looks around to see if he sees anything else around him. Well, in another pile of leaves, you, you see a rustling as, I wonder who that could be. Who's emerging from that rustling pile of leaves? He holds out his stage combat sword and says, who goes there? Arg! Um, this kid just like stumbles out. Just like, He's like, hi, um, uh, I'm Tyler. What's your costume? It's Legolas from Lord of the Rings. Whoa, that's really cool. Yeah, I, I thought it'd be really cool. All right, hey, hey, kid, do you know where we are? No, some kind of forest. I could have sworn I was just on Tennessee Street. Where's my car? Well, not my car, but you know, the car. You, you don't drive your own car? Well, no. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> And with that, out of the hollow in the tree that you are all near, the last member of our party falls out of the hole in the tree and just kind of lands in a pile of leaves. And who might that be? You see a man in a big bird costume. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, Oh, shit, a furry. Uh, The man stands up and looks you in the eye. Hi. Nick just stares him down. And the man stares back. 
<laughs> Can I roll an intimidation? I am proficient in that. <laughs> uh, yeah, go ahead and roll that uh, intimidation. I have a plus zero because I rolled bad for my stats, but I have plus three because of my proficiency. <laughs> oh shit, I rolled a 19, so that's a 22 for intimidation. Go ahead and roll um, a counter intimidation. Which is not great for you because you have a negative one. <laughs> I didn't think I would need this. <laughs> Tyler, what's going on? I have no idea. The tall guy doesn't like the big bird guy. Nick oh. Benatados holds out a big beefy hand to keep Gus behind Whoa. him. I got a six. Yeah, so you feel the intimidating stare of Nicholas Benetados, Nikki B, <laughs> staring you down, and you feel a shiver go down your spine, and you cannot maintain eye contact, and your gaze drops to the floor. <laughs> You're not the man I'm looking for, are you? Who are you? Classified. is literally classified. <laughs> Gus would like to approach a tree and cast Speak with Plants. What the? <laughs> okay, so the, the tree that you were near with the hollow in it and from that beautiful description that that mysterious man at the beginning of the show gave, <laughs> you know that there is a, an image carved onto it as well. Okay. Um, excuse me, Mr. Tree? You see the branches of the tree kind of start to move as two of them come to you and put a branch on either side of the temples of your forehead and it starts to communicate telepathically with you. The tree will say, Yes, little one, what can I do for you today? Uh, where are we? <laughs> Why, you're in the unknown, of course. Seeing the tree move towards his little brother slash jujitsu student, <laughs> Nick Benetados immediately chops a branch off. <laughs> <laughs> Nicky, stop it! I'm talking to the tree! Gus, can't... you can't talk to trees! Yes, we don't know I where can. we are. I'm trying to get directions! If you give me a second, I'm asking the tree for directions. All right, stop he... cutting branches! He presses the point of the longsword into the tree's trunk and he says I'm watching you the trunk of the tree starts to kind of like shake and shudder <laughs> as if in fright and the branches will hesitantly go back to pressing against the temples of Gus sorry about my brother he can get pretty protective it's okay little one you have a good servant there to protect you we all need protection in these woods sometimes. So we're in the unknown. Is that Does that mean it's unknown like to travelers or like you also don't really know? It is unknown <laughs> to all, little one. The unknown is a place where some people might find themselves if they are lost. Are you lost? Yeah, we, I don't really know how I got here, but we're just, I think we're trying to, my brother was going to a laundry party. I don't know if you know where that was going on. Ah, uh, yes. Uh, you are probably looking for a river or a stream. I can send you in the right direction. And he turns his branch away from your temples and points it towards the path in the southern direction. Okay, I, I, I think <laughs> that's where the laundry party is. They said that there's a river and a stream there, so that's the direction that it is. Should we go there? Probably. Yeah. He he holds his, his sword out again and he says, I'm gonna need to know your name, Big Bird, if you wanna come. 
My name is Classified. Yeah, you said that already. What if we just call him Mr. Class? Why are you here? Well, I'm just a 12-year-old boy looking for candy like anyone else here. Wait, you're 12? That's right. I'm frightened. He like comes in, he takes the big bird head off to see what he looks like under the, the costume. Like a bald head man. <laughs> <laughs> oh no. Uh, oh wait, Mr. Tree. The branches come back and tap your temples. Yes, my child. Um, I think some of us are looking for Halloween candy. Do you know where we could get some of that? What is candy? Uh, sweets, like sugar. Do you know what sugar Ooh, is? Like molasses. Yeah. I think if you carry on down the path, you very well may find some candy. Okay, thank you, Mr. Tree. You're welcome. And the branches rise up and they start to wave at you. And then you see like these little figures on the tree that start to wave. Aww, that's so cute. Hey, Nikki, um, they said that, that the Mr. Tree said- I told you, it's Mr. B. Mr. B. <laughs> Mr. B, I mean, Cap Captain B. Um, he said that the path with the river might also have candy. So if, if Mr. Class wants to come with us, I think we could find candy. Mr. Class doesn't look like a 12-year-old boy to me. Well, you're not 12 either, and you like candy. <laughs> he just kind of squints his eyes and looks between Gus and Mr. Classified. Well, I'm more concerned now about a tree that can move and talk to us. Oh no, that's just because I used magic. Oh, right, of course. I can talk to plants. I've been able to talk to plants since I was little. People think I'm crazy, but they're really interesting and cool. <laughs> Those dream drops are really doing their thing. Anyway, Mr. Class, if you promise not to be creepy, and Nick, if you promise not to be intimidating back, Mr. I think- Mr. B, when you're wearing the kimono, it's Mr. B. Okay, but I'm not- <laughs> Right now, I'm a pirate! Oh yeah, then what's this? And he opens your pirate coat to reveal the kimono under Hey! His... <laughs> hey! I'm Captain- I am Captain Gus right now, and my crew will treat me with respect! I'm sorry, Captain Gus, you're Thank right. Thank you. What Thank are you, you doing? Do not give any weakness. <laughs> you have to show, maintain your frame. You have hey, to keep the okay. higher position. Hey, okay, listen. Hey, Tyler, it's Halloween. You like candy, right? Yeah, uh, I like candy. The whole point of Halloween is trick-or-treating, and I don't have any candy. So before we go home, like, we got to get some candy, right? I don't know if we want candy from the forest. Well, but maybe the, the Mr. Tree was pointing us in direction of like a cottage that we can do trick or treat at. Do you think they have protein bars? No. Arg! As, as Captain Gus, I say we follow the route the tree gave us. Lead the way, Captain Gus. Aye, aye, I mean, yes, because I'm the captain. Say, say aye, aye, Captain Tree. Aye, 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 Cap yep, Thank yep. you, thank you. <laughs> I want to take my big bird head back. <laughs> and Gus will start, like, walking down the path that the tree pointed out. You, you're walking down the path for a little while, and as you're walking along, you come across a fork in the path, and to the right you hear the sound of gentle running water. To the left, you hear some singing, but you can't quite make out what the words are. Nick, they're singing over there. You know, the more I run into these things, the more I feel like it's a test because 
gods really expecting a certain decision. But I also feel a lot of pressure to not break tradition, so let's go left. Do you think that they have candy and they're singing because it's a little concert? Yeah. I, I, it sounds like there's like water to the right, so that might be the direction of your laundry party. I like candy more than laundry. Me too! I think that we're going to be good friends. Candy first, laundry after. Okay. Hey, Legolas, does your bow work? Uh, yeah. It's a real bow my dad lent it to me. Whoa! This, can I tell you a secret, Tyler? Sure. This is not a real sword. It's just a little wooden one. I know. It looks it really looks real. Cool. Thank you. Thanks. Okay, don't tell anybody, okay? He's staring at the bow on Legolas's back. He takes like his sheathed combat sword and pushes him to in front of the party so he can walk <laughs> behind him. <laughs> and then uh, Gus starts walking towards the singing. So you carry on for a little bit down the path, and as you approach, you see a light in the distance on the path, and as it comes into focus, you realize that it is a campfire. And there you see a very old man with a kettle on his head, sitting at the stump of an old tree by the campfire, and he is singing... Oh, potatoes and molasses. If you want some, oh, just ask us a woman. Hi, I want some potatoes and molasses, please. I thought we were here for candy. Oh, well, he said if you want potatoes and molasses, just to ask us. So I was asking. But yeah, and also, if you have any candy. Trick. Wait, wait, sorry. Trick or treat. Oh, trick or treat, little one, and happy all Hallow's Eve. Who are you? Oh, me? I'm just a mysterious old man in the woods. Woo! <laughs> and he starts to wave his hands <laughs> up in the air. And then he takes his tea kettle off and he bows to you and he's like, My lord. <laughs> and he puts the tea kettle back on his head. You see... Nick had clenched his fists, and upon being bowed to as my lord, kind of releases them. <laughs> um, do you have any candy? Well, have you seen my best friend in the world, Mr. George Washington? <laughs> yeah, I've got him right here. And I'll, I guess gold is dollars in this game. I'll give one dollar. That's, that's not my best friend, George Washington. He's right here on the picture. That's him. That's not him. That's George Washington. I'm looking for my best friend, George Washington. Maybe this one. And he holds out another dollar. <laughs> Nick pulls out a quarter. <laughs> no, 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 no. He's green. Yeah, this one is green. <gasps> no, you're not understand. He pulls out very like old sketch on like a napkin. And he holds it up and he's like, this is George Washington. Oh. And you see a sketch of a little frog. Oh. Does he look wrinkled and old yes, now? <laughs> yes, he does. Does he have a powdered wig on? Uh, not in this particular sketch. <laughs> if you unfold the napkin, you could find multiple Open sketches of this frog, George Washington. Since you've asked so nicely, here's the rest of George Washington's beautiful portraits that I've sketched. And he unfolds the napkin, and it's like a massive napkin. Whoa. Oh, 
wow. And it's just like basically a beautiful tapestry. And it shows the frog in multiple different poses, outfits, wigs. Riding a horse with a spear. And under each of them is a different name to the frog. You're so talented the way you draw. Oh, thank you, little one. You said you wanted candy. I don't have any candy. But what I can give you is a heaping helping of potatoes and molasses. Okay, um, you you asked if we had seen your best friend, George Washington, but like, is he lost or something? Oh, he's not lost. He just likes to wander off sometimes. He likes to get in the mud. Is he a pig? He's not a pig. He just likes the mud. Who doesn't like a nice mud bath? I've never tried, so I guess I don't know. Oh, you should sometime. If you find some mud, you little sweetie thing, you you just go in and get all warm and cuddly up in there. And you just have a good bath. Okay. Make sure to rub it in. It's good for your skin. Oh, I didn't know that. Thank you, mysterious old man in the woods. You're welcome. But if you, on your journey as you're going around places, as you're wandering through the unknown. If you see another old man around, would you let him know that his little brother's looking for him? I told him I would meet him here. He said we would meet in, in the unknown. How long have you been waiting? Oh, it's been a while now. But respectfully, sir, back there when I asked the tree for directions, he said that was the unknown. So if this is the unknown too, then it seems like there could be several places he could be waiting for you. It's true. You're very smart. Thank you. But I think I need to rest for just a little bit longer here at my little campsite. And plus, if he's wandering around and then I start wandering around, we'll both be wanderers and we'll both be lost. One of us needs to be found. That's, I guess that's a good point. Well, can I at least give you something for the road? It gets dark often in these woods. Do you want this lantern? And he holds out the lantern for you. Nick just grabs it. Oh, such a firm young man. Thanks. You're most welcome. Are you sure you don't want potatoes and molasses? And he gives over the campfire. There is a cauldron looking pot and he takes this a ladle and he stirs it around. Can I give it a sniff to see if there's anything fishy about it? Yeah, you can give it a sniff. Um, I don't know. As far as you know from what your nose is telling you, it smells like potatoes and you see a bottle of molasses next to it. It seems fine. Does that actually taste good? I love it. It's a great meal. I I think I'll take some potatoes for the road. Okay. From behind him, he pulls out one of those Halloween orange pumpkin (laughs) candy bowls. That's cute. And he scoops up some potatoes and slaps it into the pumpkin basket and then takes the bottle of molasses and drips it slowly over the top of the potatoes and goes, here you go. Just eat from it like a pig in a trough. Yeah, Nick tilts the jack-o'-lantern basket back like into his mouth and just like chugs it down. Awesome. Go ahead and give yourself 10 temporary hit points, please. Hell yeah. Nice. Nice. I got scared for a second. I thought you were gonna ask for like a con save or something. (laughs) You know, suddenly I have a craving for potatoes and molasses. (laughs) No, 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 I'll take some more, I'll take some more. (laughs) It's bulking season, it's balled up. (laughs) Too many carbs, no protein. Uh, Fair point. Oh, goody, goody. And he takes out another plastic pumpkin, um, but this one is green. And he scoops up. That changes things. (laughs) (laughs) He 
hands over the potatoes and molasses. Are you having it now or saving it for a snack for later? I will sit crisscross applesauce and eat it, scooping my feathered hand in and <laughs> eating it. Oh. <laughs> um, and you will get 10 temporary Yes. Hey, Gus, are you sure you don't want any? Well, what, uh, Mr. Mysterious Old Man in the Woods, sir? Yes, that's me. Um, what other colors do you have that you could put it in? What color do you want? Do you have, like, a purple? And he reaches back and pulls out a purple pumpkin plastic. A purple pumpkin plastic. A plastic pump. A plastic purple pumpkin. Plastic purple pumpkin. A purple pumpkin people eater. A purple people eater. Yes, please, I want some. Thank you. He scoops up some potatoes, slaps it in there, gives it a nice molasses drizzle, and hands it off to you. Enjoy your potatoes and molasses, little guy. Thank you. And you gain 10 temporary hit points as you eat your potatoes. Yay. Looking pretty swole, Gus. <laughs> Thank you. Are you sure you don't want any potatoes and molasses, Legolas? <laughs> I guess I'll take them. Okay. And then he reaches back and he pulls out a pink pumpkin. Aww. And he scoops up the potatoes. And then drizzles the molasses on top. And he hands it off to you. Enjoy those potatoes and molasses. It's much better than algebra classes. <laughs> That's so true. I hate math. And you also gain 10 temporary hit points as you polish off the potatoes and molasses. You're welcome to keep the pumpkins if you want them. But I've got plenty. And he like kind of turns around and leans over to the side. But there's nothing there. <laughs> I hold out my green pumpkin. Do you do seconds? <laughs> sure. And he hey, scoops hey, I, up some potatoes and he gives <laughs> you both seconds and drizzles the molasses on top. Chugs it down. Tyler, just think about how much candy can fit in these plastic pumpkins. Oh, uh, true. You're right. You're right. I hold out my wooden sword and I say, Arg! A vast mimades this oh, way. Wait. What? One more thing. Huh? Old man. Yes, that's me. I'm the mysterious old man of the woods. Does George Washington respond to a certain song or call? Um, he responds to a lot of things. But if you kind of croak like... Rabbit. 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 And then his favorite name that I've given him is... Oh, goodness. What was it? His name is Jason Thunderburger. That's his favorite name anyway, but I like George Washington today. Nick squats down onto his haunches like a frog, and he does that leaping exercise where you touch your arms to your uh, feet like in the air behind your back, and then do like frog leaps down the path. Incredible. <laughs> Thank you. Oh, you're welcome. Don't get lost in the woods. And you all carry on down the path. You come across the foot the <laughs> there it is, the Bigfoot. <laughs> <laughs> you you just see Bigfoot like in the, in the pose looking backwards. <laughs> He's eating potatoes and molasses. <laughs> He's like brushing his teeth. He turns out like what? <laughs> <laughs> he, he covers his foot. He goes, it's not that big. <laughs> and he takes a bunch of vines that were hanging off a tree and draws it like a curtain. And you guys <laughs> carry on down the path. Um, and you eventually come to a nice little creek. And as you approach, you see a small stone footbridge connecting the path from one side to the other. 
and the stones of the bridge are marked with fun images and symbols and things. And you see a black cat perched on a little stone wall that's leading up to the bridge. And on the other side, you see a wooden sign. Can I cast speak with animals to speak to the little black cat? Describe how you're going to cast this speak with animals. So I'm going to kind of like turn around to the group and be like, hey guys, I got this. I'm really good with cats. And I'm going to put my wooden sword away so it doesn't feel threatened in my little holster. And I'm going to approach it with my hands up and I'm going to say, hi, kitty. My name's Gus. Nick leans into classified and goes, he always does this. He'll be done in a few minutes. All of you hear the cat start to speak. Oh. I had designed the cat to already be able to speak. So. Oh. <laughs> there goes a spell slot. Oh, no. The cat casts speak with humans. <laughs> and the cat says, oh, hello. What the fuck? A wandering pack of travelers. Welcome. He draws his long sword. Hey, hey, it's just the cat. Meow. <laughs> Oh, it's just a regular cat. I was hearing things. <laughs> nope. Your hearing is just fine, my friend. How are you today on this lovely All Hallows' Eve? We're looking for candy. Candy? Yeah, do you know of any places where we can trick or treat? Ah, oh, well, there is the schoolhouse down the road. They might have some candy. I must say, this is meowst peculiar. The cat just kind of looks at you <laughs> and blinks a couple of times. What brings you all to the unknown today? Uh, to be honest, I don't really know how I got here. Oh, so you're lost, eh? Do you know how to get to the known? Oh, the gnome is a friend of mine, but he's gone on vacation. No, no, the known. Oh, to the known. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you want to go back to the known? Yes. Oh, well, I could send you back. Like, like right now, or would we have time to get candy? Oh, you'd have plenty of time to get candy. Oh. Because I, I can't just send people home for nothing. I gotta ask a little favor if you don't mind. Oh, okay. What, like, what kind of favor are we talking? You want some salmon or something? Ruby loves salmon. That's my cat back home. Well, have you ever heard of a will-o'-wisp? A will-o'-wisp. A will-o'-will-o'-wisp. Will-o'-wisp. Uh, are those like the things in Zelda that are like little wispy floating guys? Yes, child, exactly. It is a little floaty guy. It's a floating ball of light. Oh. In this case, it's a spirit. It contains my my human form, and I, I'd really love to get out of this, this cat body, as nice as it can oh. be. So that's how you guys can hear him, because it's a human guy stuck in a cat. How did you get stuck? I'm sorry, I don't mean to ask so many personal questions. How did you get stuck as a cat? Oh, well, it's a long story, and I don't really want to talk about it, if that's all right. Oh, no, that's fine. Sorry. What's your name, Mr. Cat? A name? I don't think I can give you a name. Oh. Names have a lot of power, don't you know? But also, my mom said I'm not supposed to talk to strangers. Well, that's all right. We're friends now, aren't we? I suppose. If we were friends, I'd know your name. Well, you can call me Scratch. Meow. Okay, Scratch. What about Scratches? I like Scratches. And he, like, holds his head out for, like, a scratch. Gus, Aww. don't touch strange men. 
<laughs> and he holds your hand back. I'm not a strange man right now. I'm a cat. Exactly what a strange man would say. <laughs> um, hey, Scratches. So this little floating spirit guy, how are we supposed to get that to you? Scratch is going to look at you and he'll see the lantern and he'll go, oh, he points a paw. And goes, that would be perfect. If you could capture the will-o'-wisp in that little lantern, that would be just perfect. Nick examines the lantern to see if there's anything about it that would help him capture something. It's one of those like old-timey lanterns that's like an oil um, lantern that's got like the little hinged window where like the light would come out of the glass. So you can open it up yeah. and then close it and there's like a little latch. So you could theoretically capture a small ball of light like a will-o'-wisp in this lantern. Okay. Just be wary. The Will-O-Wisp is uh, under the care of Lilibet, the wicked woman of the woods. Oh. Is she single? As far as I know, yeah. Nick, I thought you had a girlfriend. Yeah, I had one. I'm flattered, but... (laughs) 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 Wait, sorry, this is college, Nick. This is college, (laughs) Nick. Before you can cross the bridge, though, have you taken a look at that sign? He looks at the sign. <laughs> this sign can't stop me because I can't read. <laughs> oh, no. You see the sign and it reads, An exchange be paid or face the shade, our sweet Adelaide. An exchange be paid or pay the shade? We're going to have a little riddle contest. Oh, dear. Oh, no. Don't you want, like, your soul back or whatever? Well, yes, but I love riddles. You could try crossing without paying the riddle and see what happens. Can't we just give you money? Isn't that an exchange? Well, well, hold up, hold up. We need money. How about if we answer the riddle correctly, you pay us money? No, no, no. Here's how it works. It's an exchange. So I give you a riddle, then you give me a riddle, and then you can cross, and there's an exchange. All right. What's your riddle? Okay. I'm so glad you asked. Oh no. The cat is going to hop back up onto the wall. It's going to sit on its haunches. It's going to pat its chest with one paw and clear its throat like, hip, hip, hip. (laughs) I come to you in parts of two. The first is short and just in letters, for I am paved and lined with manners. The end is easy to compose, A metal bands what I propose. Combine them both and do not cry, for simply tell me, what am I? The first is short and just in letters, so I think we have to be able to spell it with the letters in letters. And and a tay. A street. Okay, it's a street. The first one's a street. And and just in letters meaning the name of the street? No, no, just in letters. If you rearrange the letters in the word letters, you can spell street. I don't know. That seems a little complicated, Nick. Trust me. Trust me. What happened to the L? It took the L. I don't know. I'm taking the L right now. I'm confused. (laughs) All right. The end is easy to compose. A metal band is what I propose. See, I, I heard metal band like ring, like a wedding ring, but what if it's like Metallica? Metallica. I don't, what other metal bands are? Oh, wait, Nick knows a lot of metal bands. Fuck. You're doing a bad do job. Research. Take one HP. <laughs> <Shit. laughs> I come to you in parts of two. Combine them both and do not cry, for simply tell me what am I. So it's one word that's made up of two words. A street and a metal band. And it proposes like a ring. I do have a couple of clues. 
A cat's favorite toy. Yarn or thread? Street yarn. Okay, street and yarn. What can we spell with those words? Star. The end is easy to compose. A metal band when I propose. Is it the bracelet? Like a string bracelet? String. Oh, fuck, bro. It's street. So the beginning of street and then a and ring. ring. It's string. Uh, yep. He leans into the cat's eyes. String. That's my final answer. That is correct. Well done. I have a riddle for you. Okay, give me your riddle. What has no weight can be seen by the naked eye, and if you put it in a barrel, it'll make the barrel lighter. Hmm. What has no weight can be seen with the naked eye, and if you put it in a barrel, it makes it lighter. Hmm. I'm going to say a fire. Is that your final answer? It is a answer. It is Incorrect, and he splashes some water on the cat. <laughs> the cat scampers away for a moment and like rolls in the grass to try to like dry itself <laughs> off, and then it comes back. That was not very kind. Okay, well, is it a rainbow? Correct, and he judges the cat's. <laughs> I have another riddle if you'd like to maybe to make sure that we can all cross the bridge. You all paid, but I gladly take any riddles that come my way. Okay, uh, <laughs> okay, are you ready? What two things can you never eat for breakfast? What two things <laughs> can you never eat for breakfast? Lunch and dinner. You're, you told him the answer! Oh. It was for the cat! Oh. I was making a joke. I didn't. Mr. Class, you cheated! I, I didn't. Um, uh. Is it lunch and dinner? Yeah, it is. You got it. Good job. Gus will kind of pout a little bit and clean his plastic pumpkin out with the creek. Okay, you've paid the toll. That will-o'-wisp can be found in the glen where the old schoolhouse is. Lilibet, the wicked woman of the woods, has taken up residence there. And she might have candy, right? She might, I don't know. It's an old schoolhouse, so it's possible. Okay. So if you just carry on down the path, you're going to come across a little branch off in the path that leads you to the old schoolhouse. Okay. Well, it was nice to meet you, Mr. Scratches. And he waves with a paw and he goes, It was very nice to meet you too, Gus. Bye! Nick holds out a fist. And he fist pounds you back with a paw. Classified turns around, looks in the cat's direction, looks past the cat to the audience and says, By the way, it was a hole in the barrel. And then he keeps walking. (laughs) Nice. As you come down path, you will come across a sign that reads Langtree School for Animals with an arrow next to it down a little offshoot of the path to the right. Dang it! A school for animals? That means they probably won't have chocolate. Why? Because dogs can't eat chocolate. So if it it's a school, say school for, for animals, dogs. if they don't have any chocolate, then can we get chocolate later, please? Yeah. God, I'm probably going to be late to this party. <laughs> you find that the path is starting to get quite overgrown, like it's not very traversed often. 
Um, the once golden mid-afternoon that you had found yourself in has faded into evening as the sun sets. You start to see a full yellow moon rising between the trees. Then you come upon a clearing in the woods. What was once the school for animals run by Langtree is now faded and abandoned. The building is overgrown with vines and plants. Between you and the schoolhouse, outside, in what once might have been a glade, is a vegetable garden and a large pumpkin patch, separated by garden paths. You have come upon the residence of Lilibet, the wicked woman of the woods. You see, amongst the garden, are unlit jack-o'-lanterns mixed in with the pumpkins. As you start to head up to the entryway of the garden path to enter, you see a candle in a window and a very large shadowy figure pass by, and you see the door open and the light of the candle cascades out onto the porch of the schoolhouse, and you see a woman of incredible height emerge from the doorway. She wears a henin headdress, which is the one with the dual horns. And they have dark green and black fabric. From this distance, you can't quite tell, but it is satin. (laughs) With a lace veil covering her face. And she wears a matching green and black striped dress of the Victorian era, complete with a bustle and lace detailing. A glowing orb of light appears of her, hovering around her and occasionally swirls around, and seems to rest between the horns of her henin headdress. That is the willowness. You then see the woman lift her hands over her head, and they glow with an orange light before several yellow balls of light burst forth from her palms. The orb that had been circling her joins these new lights, and you see her reach into the folds of her dress and bring forth a small trinket. From this distance, you can't quite tell, but it is a golden bell shaped like a small doll with the head of a skeleton. She shakes the bell and it rings and says, Go and light the garden, sweet ones. The ringing of the bell commands you. And the lights fly off and enter into the jack-o'-lanterns in the pumpkin patch, bathing the garden area in a soft glow. The woman retreats inside and you see a candle pass by that same window, silhouetting her tall figure as she goes further inside of the schoolhouse. Nick removes his Johnny Bravo sunglasses and puts on his real glasses, and he says, did any of you see that? Nicky B has had LASIK surgery. Not in college, he didn't, baby. (laughs) (laughs) This is Nicholas Benetatos. He has not yet become Nicky B. (laughs) This is the origin story. (laughs) So should we knock on the door and ask trick-or-treat? or or Wait, God. uh, So the -the Will-O-The-Wisp joined the other lights, and then flew out to the pumpkins? Correct. So it's currently in one of the pumpkins. It is in one of the jack-o'-lanterns, yes. Okay, so I guess we just gotta get one of the lanterns. But Nick, what about the candy? Um, look, I I know this guy, he works at this coffee shop. He makes a really good Drim Drop uh, Frampa Machino. Okay, are you bribing me? Oh, God, okay, no... We'll get you candy. Okay, we'll get candy. We'll get candy. But let's get the Will-O-The-Wisp first. Okay, so Will-O-The-Wisp first, and then we knock on the door and ask trick-or-treat. Okay, do you think that lady's going to give you candy, or do you think she's going to give you a kind of whoop-ass? I don't know. Are you thinking this through the gas? Well, uh, it's... Where, where are her weak points? You... Where can you leverage her body weight against her? 
Nick, it's just trick or treat. You just say trick or treat, but really, it's giving but what candy. If, what if they turn it around on you and they say it first and then they give you a trick? I, I don't know. You're confusing me. I just. You gotta be candy. ready for anything, Gus. You gotta be think, ready for boy, anything. Think. think. <laughs> are the jack o' lanterns moving? Nope, they are stationary. Okay, I guess. I guess everyone grab a jack o' lantern? No. Stick together. I mean, okay. Let's use some critical thinking here, okay? If you were um the wicked lady of the woods and you had this really special little lantern guy, wouldn't you make that one of the jack-o'-lanterns closest to your house for protection? Or would you not really care because no one challenged you because you're the captain of these parts? Now, is it actually special to her or is it just special to the cat? That's a good question, but... Wasn't it already there, and then she summoned the other light thing? Yeah, I guess you're right. I don't know. All right, let's go get the ones right in front of the house. Okay, wait, 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 wait. Nick, come here real quick. And then Gus, like, holds Nicky B's hand, and it's just like, Please protect my brother, little butterflies. Protection! And then little floating, uh, glowing butterflies kind of, like, fly around Nikki B. So you get three choices. On an ability check, you can roll a die again. If someone tries to attack you, they must make a con save of 14 or take thunder damage. And then if you have to do a saving throw, then you get plus... Three. Love it. The little moat of potential that orbits is a little butterfly. Nikki B's gonna pick up Gus and put him on his shoulders. Okay, and I have my wooden sword at the ready. Nice. Alright, so which way are we heading? Let's just clear the area as we go. Classified's gonna take the hide action in the hedge bush next to the jack-o'-lantern. Roll a stealth check for me. Here we go, 18. Nice. You feel you are well hidden in the bush. You see the beak sticking out of the big bird costume, (laughs) and it goes up and down to nod, like, go ahead, engage. (laughs) Nick is, I guess, going to take the pumpkin, like, candy holder, and he's going to walk to the first pumpkin and just start stacking them on top. Okay, so as soon as you approach the pumpkin, you enter its sphere of five feet. Oh no. And it immediately starts moving its mouth and shrieking. Did you make jack-o'-lantern shrieker mushrooms? <laughs> I love shrieker mushrooms. That's everything. The wow. stage combat sword immediately smashes down on it. Okay, go ahead and roll the attack for me. It's an 18 plus 6, 24. Great, that hits. <laughs> More than hits. Roll for damage, please. And that's going to be eight points of damage. Okay, you top that battle axe down into the jack-o'-lantern, and it is not looking great. You didn't quite bisect it, but like you chopped off one third of it, and now like only the left side of the jack-o'-lantern's mouth is moving as it continues to shriek. He like throws his body over the mouth to try and muffle the screams. It muffles it a bit, but it is still shrieking loud and clear. As he moves his body down, I take my wooden sword and I try to smash it. As I say, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. Go ahead and roll that attack for me. Natural 20. Nice, roll for double damage. What's that shriek sound like, Michael? Oh, God. Oh, no. 
<laughs> that is nine damage with the wooden sword. Okay. Describe how you obliterate this pumpkin. So I get really scared because the shrieking scares me, and I, but I also feel bad for the shrieking pumpkin, so I'm just kind of like taking the flat end of my sword and smashing it, just going like, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, I'm really sorry, I'm really sorry, and he just like keeps doing it until it stops. Nice. The shrieking stops, but you all kind of look up, and just over the hedges, you can make out a light coming on to the porch of the schoolhouse as you hear what happened to my sweet ones my sweet ones nick i murdered it it's okay Shh. and he puts a hand over your mouth and now nikki b will enter the hedges and wait to see if the lady approaches i know you're out there they don't shriek for nothing Roll for initiative. Oh no. I have jack-o'-lantern guts all over me. I'm a murderer. 16. 14. 21. And 15. Great. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hey everyone, it is your friendly neighborhood GM, John Carlo Herrera here, and today I wanted to tell you about an awesome show called Looters. It is an actual play podcast where a hilarious cast of friends go on dramatic, action-packed, sci-fi western adventures in a universe full of different factions vying for control over the Outer Rims. I love a good sci-fi western mix, the cast is so much fun to listen to, and it's played on the Stars Without Number game system, which is really fun to hear in audio. I really think listeners of Drimbus would enjoy it, so please check out this trailer, and if it intrigues you, go check them out at looterspodcast.com or wherever you get your podcasts. Alright, enjoy. Hey, we're the Looters. Hey, what's up? Looters is a sci-fi western actual play podcast using the Stars Without Number system. We're a group of friends getting into trouble all over the universe. So come with us if you're into adventure. A rocket flies out of one of these ships far behind you and crashes into the wall and blows up. There's rockets? It's Mario Kart. Crazy. Intrigue. Can I hack into the body and maybe see if they have like a memory data bank in their brain or some shit like that that I can access? Metal, literally. <laughs> Devastating physical injury. <laughs> Just take uh, cover. Okay. She's, she's a good pilot, everyone. <laughs> she's very good. And friendship. New episodes of Looters out every Tuesday, wherever you get your podcasts. The first person up is going to be Tyler. He's gonna take out his bow and arrow and he's gonna shoot at the other lantern like across from them. Okie dokie. Go ahead and roll that attack for me. 25. That hits and roll for damage. Nine damage. You see the arrow lodge itself into the side of the jack-o'-lantern and the little light inside kind of flickers and nothing else happens. But 
You've hurt the jack and you've hurt my soul. <laughs> and then I'm gonna throw like a dart at you. Okay. 22. Nice, that hits. Seven damage. So you hit this jack-o'-lantern and the light flickers again and goes out completely. It's as if you're watching a time lapse of a jack-o'-lantern age and it just kind of like slowly caves in on itself and turns like a gray color and it just is like a pile of mush. Ooh. Is that a good thing? Is that a will-o'-wisp? What happened? Only time will tell. Nicky B just, just like puts a finger up to his lips looking at Tyler as he and Gus disappear into the bushes like Homer Simpson. <laughs> nice, and uh, speaking of Nikki B, it is your turn, so. Can I roll the stealth check, I guess? Yes, go ahead and roll that stealth check. Do I need to roll two since I'm on his shoulders? Um, It'll be for both of you. You're being helped with the hiding by your sibling. So go ahead and roll with advantage. First roll was a 17, next roll is a 15, so 17. Okay. And then I think the action for the turn is he's gonna ready an attack with the stage combat sword, but it's gonna wait to see what happens. Great, you ready that attack? There's just like, if you really look closely, you can see the like gleaming tip <laughs> of a sword just sticking out of the bush. Next up we have Classified. What are you doing? I'm gonna get out of the hedge. I'm trying to take the path that will lead me to the Far right lantern. Okay. You've rounded the corner of the path and you're on the main right path now. I'll take a bonus action to dash. So my action, I want to throw a bag of ball bearings down that. Okay. <laughs> cool. You do so. And you watch as these ball bearings go on this little dirt garden path. And you watch as your trap is laid. Okay. Next up is Gus. Can I take my slingshot and try to shoot that lantern on the right? Go ahead and do that. Okay, uh, that's a 12. 12, that hits. That is seven damage. You look at that pumpkin and you're like, wow, it's looking about halfway to the other side of whatever the unknown is. <laughs> <laughs> and then can I use my movement to get off of Nikki's shoulders and actually start creeping towards the left since Mr. Class has is heading towards the one on the right. If you go to the left, you're gonna run off a ball there. No, I'm still in the hedge. I'm creeping. <laughs> you just hear the, the branches like... <laughs> I, you won't get as far because I'll consider it difficult terrain. That's okay. Okay, next up, you guys hear some rustling. I don't like it. But you can't necessarily see anything, but you hear things moving. You hear the rustling of leaves and plant life. And then a voice calls out again and goes, My sweet one, I feel another of my sweet ones has left me. Where are you, sweet ones? Where are you? And you hear some footsteps along the path as you assume that she enters into the garden path looking for the intruders. And now we will go back up to Tyler. As Tyler is going to go back out and try to follow where Classified went to with his 50 movement. <laughs> cool. You join classified somewhere in this area. And then he is going to shoot at the other lantern. Nice. Roll that attack as you shoot the rightmost path lantern. It's 26. 
That hits. Roll for damage. Eight damage. Nice. You watch as the arrow pierces through this jack-o'-lantern, and the light flickers, fades, and you watch as once again it ages rapidly, grays, and caves in on itself. And you hear like a slight... That's really sad. Next up is Nikki B. What you doing? Uh, okay, so there are three jack-o'-lanterns left, right? Correct. One in, like, the vegetable patch area beyond the porch, and then there's the two that are on the porch. Hmm. Okay, so Nikki B. realizes at this point that we may have fucked up in terms of this person walking around. <laughs> I don't know that there's a salvaging this situation. In that case, Nikki B. seeing Gus move away is going to start moving behind Gus. Okay. Toward the left and is going to ready another attack. Okay, so you creep along the insides of the hedges, joining Gus part of the way down the middle section path that bisects the pumpkin patch section and the vegetable garden. Next up, we have classified. You're over to the right side of the garden near the now decomposed jack-o'-lantern that was near there. What you doing? I'll keep going up the path to the, you said that's the vegetable garden. The vegetable garden? Yeah. Okay. You continue up the right path and enter into the vegetable garden. I'll attack that, that pumpkin. This jack-o'-lantern on the left here? Yeah, so a uh, modern-day bow and arrow comes out of Classified's beak. <laughs> <laughs> he readies the short bow to fire at the jack-o'-lantern. Okay. And it's a 25. Damn, all right. Yeah, that hits. And our damage is... Seven. This jack-o'-lantern, when you hit it, kind of shudders a bit, and then one vine raises up, slaps itself down on the ground. The other vine raises up, slaps itself down on the ground. No, thank you. And the jack-o'-lantern head starts to raise up as no. you see a vine-like body and a jack-o'-lantern head. No. Uh, I'll take a bonus action and hide in that okay, bush. Okay, go ahead and roll that for me. Uh, 16. Okay, you feel you are pretty well hidden. Okay. Gus, what are you doing? Is there a way for me to move like one square to the left past the ball bearings mm -hmm. and then sneak across into the other hedge into the vegetable garden? Like, can I like... Yeah, you can do that. Go ahead and roll a um, stealth. Okay. Wait, Gus, take this. And he gives you the lantern. 14? Yeah, you make a little bit of noise, but you feel that nothing necessarily knew where the noise came from. Okay, I feel the instinct to do something, Okay. but I feel like it could either go well or it could fuck up everything. I love those kind of instincts. Do it. Do it. Do okay. It, do it, do it. Okay. So... Like, he sneaks into the other side, then he sees the moving jack-o'-lantern, and then he's going to use prestidigitation to snuff out the candle inside the jack-o'-lantern. And as he does, he kind of, like, sings to himself, like, Lights out! The light inside the jack-o'-lantern goes out, but the jack-o'-lantern is still rising up. Okay. It's now just got a darkened face. You look in Ugh. and all you see is the black abyss within its open maw and eyes. Oh, and okay. we still haven't seen the giant woman. You have not seen the giant woman yet, no. Okay. Uh-oh. It is the jack-o'-lanterns in the vegetable patches turn now. Mm -hmm. And it is going to try and search for 
you. Love that for us. It is kind of wandering the vegetable patch, looking around, but it can't seem to find you. So that is going to be its turn. Okay. You hear continued movement, footsteps on the path, and then you hear the woman go, Oh, my (laughs) sweet ones, what have they done to you? Aged you and crushed you, Nikki B, because you're still in the pumpkin patches hedge. Mm-hmm. You see the woman enter, and she goes over to each of like the jack o' lanterns, and you see her kind of like weeping a bit over her prized jack o' lanterns that have been ruined. Okay, she's entered your realm of attack. If you want to use that prepared attack. Uh, I'm actually not going to use it, but can I investigate her? Is there anything unnatural about her that might be beneficial to us? Okay, go ahead and roll insight for me. How's Nikki's insight? It's plus zero, so let's Accurate. That's a nine. You're able to tell that she is genuinely upset about the demise of her jack-o'-lanterns, uh-huh. but you can't necessarily tell much beyond that. You get a sense that she's very upset. Well, I don't feel great about that. <laughs> After that, we are going to go back up to Tyler. All right, so where's the jacko monster? The jacko monster is in the vegetable patch. He's kind of looking around. So if you want to go in there, you can. I canonically don't know that he's there, so I'm going to follow after classified. He's like alone. It's getting kind of dark because all the lanterns are going out. There's no one else around him. You are hoofing it and you round the corner into the vegetable patch and you see a moving jack-o'-lantern vine person and you do not see classified at all. What are you doing now (laughs) in this situation? Oh, this is scary. Tyler's gonna like see that and he's gonna like back away. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> oh, he's going to use the dash because I didn't really use an action. And then he's going to use that to <laughs> go back in the other direction. All right. You head back to where you were after observing this frightening jack-o'-lantern. And we are back to Mr. Nikki B. Does she look strong? In terms of like physical prowess? The, or does she seem powerful? She's a very tall woman, so she is a presence. Mm-hmm. It looks like she has some heft behind her. Okay, Nicky B is going to steal himself. He's going to uh, sheath his sword at his side, and he is going to adopt the persona of Nikolai the Backbreaker. Oh, no. And he is going to waltz just right out of the hedges and go, My goodness, what happened to your, to your pumpkin guys? And just try and be very friendly and come right up to her. Okay. um, Nicholas Benetados is an actor and is proficient (laughs) in performance. Okay. Since we're calling it that, go ahead and roll that performance check for me then. Nicholas Benetato rolls a two plus three. That's a five. Accurate. He's not a good performer. (laughs) Before he comes out to become Nikolai the Backbreaker, he like tears his Johnny Bravo shirt and turns it into like a little side sling so that most of his torso is exposed. Leaves the glasses behind, kind of like grabs a tear in the jeans and rips them off into little cutoff shorts. Okay. And comes out. What happened to your pumpkins? My jack-o'-lantern, do you, you, you were here, were you not? Yes, I just came through here. I heard the screaming and uh, I, I come to, to see what is going on. I got lost. This poor jack-o'-lantern, and she 
kind of picks up some of the pieces of the one that had been chopped into bits. Mm-hmm. Well, this one looks like it was chopped up by some sort of sword or weaponry, and you have one. Lots of people have bladed weapons. Not in the unknown. Uh, what is that? You don't know what the unknown is? You are a stranger. Yes, I'm lost. I'm trying to find my way home. So she lifts up the veil, puts it through the two henan horns of her headdress, and you see a very pale white face of a woman. She is quite beautiful, actually. Hey. My goodness. He, fl- he bounces his pecs. Oh, stop it. You can't charm me like that. I'm immune to that kind of thing. <laughs> <laughs> she narrows her eyes at you. But my sweet ones have been hurt. I don't like it when people hurt my sweet one. Can I find you a new pumpkin, maybe? And he holds up the, the little basket. Interesting. This is not of nature. It is of creepy old men in woods. <laughs> oh, a creepy old man in the woods, eh? You must have met old Greg, then. Is that his name? He did not give me name. He said he's looking for brother and... Uh... He is very forgetful these days. He is meant to go beyond the unknown, but he keeps lingering around. And what is beyond the unknown? <laughs> You'll find out one day, but I don't think you are meant to be going there quite yet. You're a bit early, my dear. Aren't you? Uh, I think so. All the same, I am intrigued by this pumpkin of Greg's. May I hold it? Mm, I was looking for something. I can provide you this uh, Greg pumpkin, perhaps in many different colors. Oh, different colored pumpkins. I've never been able to grow such things. Yes. I can provide for you, however, and uh, as he's been discussing the deals, he has been raising his voice so that hopefully the folks who are wherever they are can hear what's going on. Okay, yeah, the garden's pretty quiet, and it's big, but it's not that big, so you all start to hear this conversation. And I think this has been going on long enough where I will pause what we're doing, John, to let everyone else kind of make, like, an action. Sure. So after Nikki B would be classified, so you've been hearing a bit of this, what would you like to do? Well, I'm pretty far... And I have a pumpkin thingy walking around. Once this thing is turned around and the other arrow's gonna fly at it. Okay, go ahead and roll that attack for me. A 17. Nice, roll for damage. A 6. The arrow pierces through the side of the jack-o'-lantern's head. And you see as some of its pumpkin guts that hadn't quite been scooped out start to leak out and drip from its head. And it it kind of like slowly swings its head around looking from where... Hide action. (laughs) Okay, go ahead and roll the high action for me. 18. All right. Hey, Nick, you got to throw away your physical dice because these are the best rolls you've had in ages. (laughs) Right. (laughs) It starts to like kind of swing its head around, but it doesn't see you. But it's smart enough that it knows that the arrow came from behind it, so it's not in the section of Vegetable Garden where it was before. Now we're on to Gus. Okay, I would like to cast Speak with Plants again. Okay. Basically, it can communicate with me and follow my simple commands. And I would like to kind of be like, 
I don't want to hurt you. You don't want to hurt me. Let's not be big pumpkin monster and just be nice little vines in the garden. And I can roll a persuasion if you'd like, but okay. this spell ca- lasts 10 minutes, which is 100 <laughs> rounds of combat. Yeah. So, yeah, I basically ask it very nicely to not be big, scary monster. Am I big, scary monster? Somebody was hurting me. I'm sorry. No, no, you're not big, scary monster. It's just, you know, the jack-o'-lantern head is just a little scary to children, you know? And I think that my friend thought that you were going to hurt him, so that's well, why... He- I'm more friendly when my light is on, but somebody turned out my light. Oh, here. And he snaps and <laughs> casts prestidigitation to turn the light on. Oh, and like the jack-o'-lantern like smile like kind of like broadens just a bit and he's like i feel so warm you look warm hey we're not trying to hurt you um i actually have a question are any of the your jack-o'-lantern friends on the porch like their light a little different oh you must be talking about wispy yeah wispy can you tell me about wispy oh yeah wispy's a will-o'-wisp he's under the care of mother how is mother is she nice I love Mother. She's so sweet. She takes care of all of us in the garden. That's nice. Is she nice to other people, too, or just to plants? Well, we don't get a lot of visitors here. The unknown is is a dangerous place sometimes. Mm -hmm. So we don't get a lot of travelers, especially after the school was abandoned. Right. Do you know what happened to it? Um, I'm I'm a bit young, but my my great-grandfather... Um, Jacko the Great. Uh-huh. <laughs> he told me that Langtree, she got married and, and they started having more kids and they needed more space. So they moved to a different schoolhouse further down the road. Oh. I mean, that's kind of a happy story. Okay, yeah. so nothing, nothing sad happened here. So we plants, we just kind of started to grow all over the place. Yeah. That's when Mother showed up. Okay, so, okay, well then, I don't want to hurt you. I'll tell my friend not to hurt you anymore. Oh, you had a friend who was hurting me. He didn't know. He can't understand you like I can, and he thought that you wanted to kill him. It's a big misunderstanding. I'm just trying to protect mothers, all. I completely get that. You know, we gotta protect those we love. Do you think you could point out Wispy to me? Oh, yeah, he's over by the porch. Okay, thank you so much. Uh, What's your name? Oh, I'm Jackie Jr. It's so nice to meet you, Jackie Jr. I'm Gus. And Gus hands out his hand to, like, shake Jackie Jr.'s vines. I don't remember you necessarily moving out of the hedge, so is it just, like, the hedge, like, the hand hand. reaches out from the hedge? It's just the hand. It's like the hedge is talking to the lamp. Yep. It's just the hand. <laughs> Have we been speaking out loud, or does it work telepathically? Gus has been, okay. but Classified wouldn't be able to hear the vines. So Classified, you've heard like Gus having like this one-sided conversation, and you watch as like a hand pops out from the hedge. So Jackie Jr. comes over, and uh, a vine wraps around the outstretched hand and gives it a nice shake. You have a great handshake. Thank you, so do you. If you would allow me, I would like to cast message to Mr. Class. Yeah, go ahead. Okay, so as I'm shaking and I say, thank you, I cast a message and I say, okay, so uh, Jackie Jr. said that Wispy, the jack-o'-lantern with the will-o'-wisp, is one of the pumpkins on the porch, okay? 
So he's not gonna hurt you. Okay, bye. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I mean, do you want to reply to that message? You're allowed to reply. You, oh, you can I can. Reply back yeah. From the message. Uh, but no, he wouldn't. Okay. <laughs> okay. <laughs> okay, great. And that is my turn. Thank you. Nice. It's now Jackie Jr.'s turn, and he's just gonna carry on the conversation for a moment. And he goes, "Do you, do you want to meet Mother? I, I can introduce you." Oh, sure. I would love that. Okay. I think she's over in the pumpkin patch. Are you are you the head? It's been a while since we spoke, but I don't remember you sounding like <laughs> Gus like moves out of the hedge. And at this point, now that he's like kind of friends with Jackie Jr., he's not necessarily trying to be super quiet. Cool. So he comes out and he just like goes, No, no, I'm a little boy. I was just in the hedge. Oh wow. Hi. Hi. Uh, and he's gonna pat your head with one of its vines, and he's like, Alright, well, I think Mother's in the pumpkin patch. We can go this way. Okay. And Gus does not let go of his hand. Gus is still holding the vines. <laughs> Love that. So you watch Classified as the jack-o'-lantern that you've been attacking walks off hand and vine with Gus um, towards the entrance of the vegetable patch. Does that open opportunity attack? Yes, that opens an opportunity attack if oh, you want no. to take it. No, it's Jackie Jr. I told you where the wisp was. I told you in the message where the wisp Does. was. Don't hurt my friend. <laughs> no. This is going to be an opportunity attack. And since you're five feet of him, it's going to be a sneak attack. No. And as they walk past the bush, classified steps out. 21 will hit. Oh, yeah. No. Yeah, yeah, go ahead. I'll tell you later. Wait, roll again to see if you crit. Oh, they're not enemies anymore. I mean, you don't know that they're not enemies. I told him in the message. I'll give you advantage. Okay. Okay. <laughs> Michael said fuck okay. Jackie Jr. I'm going to roll to see if I crit it. No, that would definitely not. That would critical fail. So let's go with that one. No. Yeah, so classified runs out of the hedge and you see an arm holding a rapier come out of the beak and stab <laughs> <laughs> right into the back of Jackie Jr. for 17 damage. Oh my god! Incredible. So Gus, you watch as Jackie Jr. kind of like looks over and smiles like a little bit broader at you. You just watch as all of a sudden this blade smacks through the back of his jack-o'-lantern skull and like protrudes out the mouth and the light goes out and then the jack-o'-lantern just crumbles before you as the rapier had pierced through the back of its skull some of the pumpkin guts spit oh, no. out of the mouth onto you <laughs> um, <laughs> Jackie Jr. falls to the ground and suddenly rapidly decomposes into a gray pile of mush. Jackie Jr. <laughs> Mr. Class, I told you he was my friend. We're gonna play pirate. And you believed him. Because it was, you can't hear him like I can. Uh, he was just a little pumpkin. <laughs> it is now Lilibet's turn. Uh-oh. She suddenly straightens up immediately and she goes my sweet one Jackie Jr. What is going on? Who is 
Kentucky Junior. <laughs> there are others. And you have hurt my sweet I did nothing! She's going to attack you. No! <laughs> 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 gonna die. Gosh, you just lost your friend and you're about to lose your brother. No! This is horrifying! <laughs> Happy Halloween, bitch. Her nails grow into claws before your very eyes. Okay, let's think about this. Let's think. And she is going to swipe at your face. Does a 16 hit. I have different color. And that's going to be 12 damage. Holy fuck, bro. My sweet ones will have their vengeance. Tyler, hearing all that, just like, nope. Uh, he's gonna head towards the path where the ball bangs are, and then like hop over it, and he's still gonna try to like run to the magic. So you reach the porch, and as you arrive, you see the two jack-o'-lanterns. Vines start to move. Aw, oh, shit! And both of them start to raise up from the ground. Fuck. Ha I'm in danger! <laughs> I'm fucked. Now we're on to Nikki B. Nikki B gets slashed, goes, okay, I tried. Pulls out the sword and enters a rage. As he goes, fucking kill! And he is going to pull out his stage combat sword and go at Lilibet. Great, roll that attack for me. Um, okay. First one is a 10. That does not hit, no. Uh, in that case, he is also going to make that a reckless attack, which will give me advantage on melee weapon attack rolls. Okay. But attack rolls against me will have advantage. Oh, wait. Uh, Your butterflies. Okay, don't forget the inspiration. Oh! Oh, yes. That's when I get hit. Yeah, so that will help you when she tries okay. to. Okay. Oh, wait, that would have helped you. It'll help me next time. So he is going to make that a reckless attack to attack with advantage. That comes out worse, so that does not land great. He's still reeling from the pain of the hit as he swings wildly, misses Lilibet, but then is going to take his extra attack action. Motherfuck. Okay, does a 15 hit? Yes. Oh, thank God. Okay. And then because he is raging, he is going to get uh, plus two melee damage and resistance to bludgeoning, piercing, slashing damage. That is four plus five, so he does nine slashing damage. It cuts into the bustle of her dress, and she's like, my bustle! (laughs) Next up is classified. Are we able to go through the hedges now? We can go through the hedges now. It's difficult terrain if you go through the hedges. Yeah. Well, actually, Gus has cast Speak with Plants, and you turn difficult terrain caused by plant growth into ordinary terrain for the duration. Oh, nice. Wow. Okay. So broken for this. (laughs) Jackie Jr. is uh, no longer difficult terrain for you. (laughs) Because you didn't cast it on the hedge, did you? Wait, isn't it a radius? Yeah, it's all plants within 30 feet of me. Oh, okay, yeah. And the hedges around you are no longer difficult terrain. You hear the hedge cry out. Oh, yeah, if you can hear all the plant life around you. Oh, fuck. The vegetables are all, like, crying. No! Oh, oh no! Oh, no! That's crazy for an eight-year-old kid to go through. Welcome to the unknown, baby. <laughs> You've heard Nikki B and Lilibet 
Yeah. In combat, so. He sounds like he's in trouble. I'll say you can make it to them. I'd like to do that. Great. You see behind you, Nikki B, classified, suddenly bursts through the hedges. It's like that video of Big Bird kicking the door down. Oh my god. You watch as Big Bird kicks the hedges down and emerges from them with a shotgun and goes, it's clobbering time. I don't know. Just, <laughs> just Big Bird time. And now I'd like to do, since he's within five feet, I'd like to do a sneak attack on Lilibeth. Would a uh, would a twelve hit? Twelve would not hit. Oh. He lunges, misses, and takes the hide action to go back into the hedge. <laughs> He's like a bush fish jumping in and out. Who was that large yellow bird? I haven't seen him around here before. It's just a yellow blur flashing. <laughs> That's fucking horrifying. <laughs> Um, so the hide action, I get a 27. Okay, yeah, you are very well hidden. Okay, I'll get him on the next round. Next up, we have Gus. Classified, slaughtered your friend, and then immediately ran away. What are you doing? <laughs> the um, yellow blur is just running around stabbing shit. I will run over in sadness towards uh, Nikki B and Lilibet and Mr. Class and cast Calm Emotions. Okay. So each humanoid in a 20-foot radius sphere um, must make a charisma saving throw. Oh, shit. And it will suppress the strong emotions and also make a target indifferent about creatures that it is currently hostile toward. So I'm basically trying to calm everyone down and try to talk to Lilibet. I definitely failed that. Um, Lilibet rolls a seven for the charisma saving throw. Nikki B gets a four. Okay, so everybody is kind of calm and indifferent toward each other right now. And I kind of say, stop, 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 stop. Um, hey, Lilibet, I'm kind of friends with your plant guys, and we're not trying to hurt anyone. We're just looking for Wispy. My Wispy? Yeah, uh, Jackie Jr., um... Jackie Jr. was my friend, and he told me about Wispy, and he was going to bring me to meet you. And oh, Where is Jackie? I miss Jackie. Jackie, maybe you can bring him back. I think my friends thought he was trying to hurt them. He watches her face falls a bit. He hands out the vines that his hand was holding when Jackie Jr. died, and he's like, I was holding his hand when he died. Um... Lilibet's claws retract as she takes the vine from you. Nikki B calmly uh, pulls his sword out of Lilibet's body. <laughs> <laughs> Damn, that's rough. <laughs> um, before he died, he told me um, that Wispy was near the porch and he was bringing me to meet you. Um, and we just really want to go home. And in order to go home, we need to get the little wisp into the lantern. And that's all we need. We don't need any trouble. If you have candy, we'll, we'll take some candy as well. But we're, we don't want any trouble. And the only reason that my friends started attacking pumpkins is because they screamed at us. And I think they thought we were in danger. Yes, my sweet ones. They, they shriek to let me know if they're in danger, but they just don't like strangers. I understand. <laughs> they kind of, you know, they have social anxiety, right? That's something my mom taught me. 
I understand, it was a big misunderstanding. We don't mean any harm, there's no need for anybody to hurt each other. We just need little Wispy, and then we can be on our way. Okay, go ahead and roll a persuasion check for me. Would you say Gus might get advantage? Yeah, because of the spell, yeah. How, how long does the spell last? Uh, it's concentration, up to 10 minutes. Damn. <laughs> Nick's murder hobo is just like, let me out! Okay, so that is 24 for persuasion. Oh... If you're lost and traveling the woods and you just need to get home, well, I I can help you get home. Really? Yes. How? Oh, well, I dabble in the, the fine craft of magic, and I can absolutely cast a spell that can get you all home if you know where you need to go. Okay. Um, hey, hey, Tyler, come over here. We're having a conversation over here. Um, Nikki, do you think we should just take the spell home? Nikki's eyes are just kind of glazed over, like, empty, totally calm, just like, yeah, I guess. Okay. Maybe ask if she has candy. Yeah, um, hey, Lilibet, do you have any candy? It's Halloween, so we were gonna go trick-or-treating. Um, also, I, uh, I know you like pumpkins, so, um, I have this. And he holds out his purple plastic pumpkin. Oh, thank you. I, oh, the, the pumpkins of, of Greg. Yes, exactly. How lovely. Well, who said they could send you home, dear child? Are you all together at this point? Have you all come together? Yeah, like I came back. What's, what about the pumpkins after him? I mean, they will, they will have walked probably with him. And now like the two jack-o'-lanterns are there. They're just chilling. They're like little bodyguards <laughs> with like the vines crossed over their what chest. The fuck? Um, it was Mr. Scratches, the small black cat at the bridge, oh and my. he said he needed Wispy into the lantern, and that once we did that, then he could send us home. So that's the only reason we were here in the first place, except maybe for candy. Well, I certainly could give you a bit of candy, but I'm glad you've managed to chat with me about that cat. You see, um, well, he's a bit of a trickster, really. The cat, Scratch, as he's known, um, he was a friend of my sister Adelaide's. Oh. And, um, well... You children might not know, now that you're just joining us here in the unknown, but you might have heard rumors of a of a beast that wandered the woods. Yeah. Well, he once was of great terror on these woods, and um, his soul was trapped in a lantern, and that's how he maintained his physical form. But now he's just a harmless little cat, and, uh, well, Wispy here, and she gestures to one of the jack-o'-lanterns, and the jack-o'-lantern's like light kind of pops out and comes over to her and dances along her fingers. Wispy here keeps his soul in check within himself. Isn't that right, dear? And Wispy kind of like does a little twirl around her fingers. The butterflies that were dancing around uh, Nikki B kind of like flutter over and join Wispy. And they start doing a nice little dance in the sky as she continues on. I'm just very glad that we managed to have a conversation. Golly, me too. That could have been really bad. Um, so, okay, we could just have candy and then... Oh, if you need any help in your garden... Oh. Um, I can kind of 
tell your vines to regrow a little bit? Um, I probably only have a couple minutes left. Well, here, we could do it together. And her hands start to glow that orange color you saw before. And she takes her hands and she kind of waves them up into the air as some more balls of light kind of emerge. And you see two of them go off to where the pumpkin jack-o'-lanterns that you destroyed in the pumpkin patch were and they start to regrow and you see little baby jack-o'-lanterns there from like the rot of the old plants start to grow up and then you see one of the other balls of light head off into what you presume is the vegetable patch and will pan away for a moment and you'll all in your mind's eye see that the ball of light goes into Jackie Jr.'s remains you see the budding of a vine pop out of the ground. Is there a baby Jackie Jr.? <laughs> Jackie Jr. Jr.? A Jackie Jr. Jr. And a baby pumpkin jack-o'-lantern starts to grow on the vine. Jackie Jr. Jr. No! <laughs> it's beautiful! And we cut back to Lilibet. She lowers her hands and she goes, Oh, well, if we just need to send you lovelies home, I can certainly do that. But first, of course, we need to get you your candy. How silly of me. Ah. And she leads you all into the schoolhouse where she has a bowl of all of the candy that you could possibly wish for. Yay! Nikki grabs a, a Quest protein bar of the cookie dough flavor <laughs> and just munches into it. <laughs> Gus kind of like, he takes his pirate hat off and mm-hmm. it's the kind of hat that looks like Smee from Peter Pan. So yes. it's kind of like a little beanie sort of. And he like holds it out to like collect some candy. Oh, I'm so sorry. I forgot to introduce myself. My name is Lilibet. I'm the mother of the gardens. Hi, I'm Gus. Um, I'm not really a I'm not really a pirate, but it's Halloween and I like pirates, so I dressed up as one. Oh, that's so sweet, you little one. And she pats your head and gives you some more candy. Hi, I'm Nikki B, and that's definitely not what the cat told us. Whoa, what did old Scratch tell you? Uh, he said you were the witch. Oh, the moniker Wicked Woman of the Woods, eh? Yeah. Yum. Oh, that trickster. Don't worry, he can't cause too much harm. Unless, of course, some wanderers happen upon him and fall for his tricks. <laughs> yeah, that definitely would never happen to us. Yeah, totally. I didn't believe him for not even a second. <laughs> yeah, I didn't. I already said we shouldn't believe cats in the woods. All right, well, everybody has their candy now. Let's get you all on home. And she goes around and she starts to light some candles. And she's like, everybody join me in a nice little circle. Let's hold hands, please, please. And Gus holds Nikki V's hand and tries to hold Mr. Class's hand. Yeah, you hold the feather hand, yeah. Okay. <laughs> yeah, I'll take Tyler's hand. All of you join hands and... Lilibet is going to cast the spell Plane Shift. (laughs) So, as the plane of this world begins to fade away, your eyes all droop and close, and you go into darkness for a moment, before you all wake up in a graveyard in your town. You wake up and you're looking around, and you see a large tombstone with the name Lilibet written on it. Cool. And you all start to wake up and rise from the ground, and you start to exit out the graveyard and go back 
into the world to continue your trick-or-treating, get to your lingerie party, and to continue whatever perhaps secret mission you might be on if you are a, a classified <laughs> secret agent. And as you exit the graveyard, on the yonder wall of the graveyard sits a black cat watching you as you head off into the hollow's night. End of session. Yay! That was cute. Over the Drimbus Wall features the vocal talents of Hannah Schooner as Gus, Giancarlo Herrera as Nicholas Benetados, Nicholas Benetados as Classified, and Terence Berry as Tyler. The rest of the unknown was voiced by your DM, Michael Pisani. Today's episode was edited by Hannah Schooner and Giancarlo Herrera, and sound designed by Michael Pisani. We would like to thank our patrons for their continued support. Jerry Benetados, Queso Loco, Greta and Beignet, Alejandro Lopez, Ace Andrews, Thomas Murphy, Regina Russell, Salty, Adrian Bundy, Sam Olivos, Jordan Cobb, The Unnamed Rogue, John Gillette, Conair on DVD, NB Star, Stevie B. Keys, Doubtful Guest, Michael Richters, Davis Walden, Denny Dewdrop, Mythmouse, Will Woodall, Callie Wolf, Brandon M. Bishop, Bridge, Punky Goat, Twiglets, Joanna, Wes Berger, Stan Sitzman, Kia Green, Aaron Adams, Nathan Mesnard, Rue Thanatos, Morgan Lawson, Olivia Hill, Wilhelm Fuchs, Trip, Carrie Holmes, and Victoria Madrid. Folly Network, where fiction producers flourish. The influence of Freemasonry is undeniable, but who are these mysterious apron-wearing craftsmen, and what are they up to? For centuries, hater-ass conspiracy theorists have attempted to answer these questions. Two Flat Earthers Kidnap a Freemason, starring Zane Schacht as Randy Dunning, Lauren Grace Thompson as Gail Kruger, and Matthew Woodcock as Walter Clay. I just want to go on the record right now and say that I, Randy Dunning, am 100% anti-gravity. 
Like, subscribe, and share your way to the truth when two flat earthers kidnap a Freemason.